Hi, this is Rigger J, and it is April 28th, and this is my geeky, kinky, techy audio blog. So I keep getting asked this a lot. Um, well, you know, what do you do for rope? How do you like rope? Well, I personally, and this is for me, um, everyone's choice and tastes are different. They are not invalid. They're just different. So I have a few modes of rope. And those modes of rope are primarily, we've got photography rope. We have practice learning rope. We have demo rope. I have first time play rope, I guess, and then play partner rope. I, uh, so we'll talk about photography rope first. So I usually, most of the people I work with, even though the photos seem to look different than that, is a first time meet or a consistent friend for photography. It is not a play partner. It is not an intimate partner. And when I'm tying them, I'm tying for the photography, typically. Uh, I'm tying them at arm's length. I've had conversations about what we're going to do with the shoot and things like, you know, Hey, if I need to move a body part out of the way, if that's intimate, I will warn you or ask you to move it. It really depends. Obviously the preferences they move, but you know, arms tied behind your backs and all that. And I need to move a breast out of the way. I will move. I will ask permission. I already would have received it beforehand. May I move your breast? Um, and I make sure I don't lift and move in any like sexual manner. Um, it, the rope is about the, the rope sessions about capturing an image, not playing with the partner. I will admit that often, um, the partner or person, you know, people who I've tied will become interested. And what I think about at that point is I don't let it turn into a play session. Um, consenting on both sides, of course, I say, Hey, let's do this next time. Let's do the photo shoot, untie, you know, and maybe what are you doing tomorrow night? Kind of thing, rather than devolving the photo shoot into a play session. I feel that's, um, too easy to cross boundaries that are, and probably hasn't even been negotiated at that point, other than what you were doing for the rope scene. Uh, for the rope photos. So that's one level. The next one is this learning and practice. This is, um, again, non-sexual in the sense that the touches aren't meant for sexual. It's, you've got a tutorial up on a projector or a book and we're working with it together. We're labbing something or we're just practicing a tie over and over. This is usually with someone who often is a play partner. So sometimes it does devolve, but there are other people I do this with. It's purely a play, uh, practice session. This is very often happening in say a rope group or at a rope event versus like privacy of my own home kind of stuff. And the goal at this point is to learn how to tie it. So you're focusing on the technical nature of the tie and just, just not in the play brain space. Learning rope is hard for me. I'm dyslexic and have pattern recognition problems. And so I need to, you know, really focus on what I'm learning. So, and there are friends that I will do rope with that I'm purely a platonic, we don't play, 
We have no play connection, but we will go through and they'll let me tie them or they will work with me to do self ties and stuff like that. So that kind of the practice um, slash learning mode. The next one's a demo mode. And this is the same, kind. it's very close to the practice learning in that it's trying to show how something happens for somebody else. Um, I don't do performance work. I don't enjoy perform rope performances. Um, I bore of them very quickly and I don't like doing them. Uh, my performance art is static. I like to take a photo. I don't want to actually be watched doing all the stuff. It's not my thing. So in demo mode, I am showing somebody, it's basically, you know, class instruction type uh, stuff. And then finally we get into start of the casual play. I don't pick up play. Um, I need a level of connection with somebody of more than, hi, can you tie me up? I need a friend to be friends. We need to be able to talk. Um, have had conversations and actually interested in each other to some level. And often the casual play is like testing the waters to see if we actually want to be play partners or it's with someone who is very long distance. And so we don't actually interact very often. We don't keep in contact, but we do know each other. We have been social. And in that place, you know, it's just, I'm doing rope and I'm having fun doing rope with them. It is scene-like, um, but it's not super deep and we're enjoying rope together. Uh, if it's someone local, um, I definitely do. It's not my preferred partner play. Um, I do enjoy it, but so if it's someone I'm starting to see regularly, I want to go to the next level of rope type stuff. And rope for me is definitely a form of sexuality. Um, I like having uh, sex with my rope. And the sex with rope is the full broad spectrum. It doesn't necessarily mean um, actually having sex. It could, it, but it's usually involves very intimate touches, um, Hands, toys, mouth, penis, vaginas, boobs, you know, they're all involved or to some level they're involved. They don't have to all be involved. And that is my preferred rope. And so there's been people that, hey, we do some rope, we connect, we, they're getting off on being tied, but it's, they don't want to have it, move it up. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll talk later. Have fun. Um, it's just, I definitely know if I have my boundaries and people have their boundaries. And if those boundaries don't collide, collect, if this union of what you're into and want to do with me and what I'm into and what I want to do with you don't actually have an intersection, you know, the set theory. Yeah. We're, oh, well, thank you. It was fun. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean that rope has to become sexual. It's all depends. Like I said, I have plutonic friends. I do practice rope with, I have long distance casual friends. I do casual rope with, I have one or two intimate rope partners, um, mostly long distance. Uh, so that's just kind of the natures of rope for me. The one thing I don't do anymore is I used to do 
the club rigging style of rope. This would be going to a play party and setting up your stuff and basically imagine having one of those deli counters now serving number 89, now serving number 90. Um, there are a lot of riggers out there that do that and they really enjoy it. It's just not my thing. Um, at that point, I typically find that the person you're tying doesn't give a shit about you. They want to be seen. They want to be challenged somehow. They just want the attention from because everyone else in the room is watching. And they don't really, you know, you're just an amusement ride operator. So that is a rope I avoid now. I did it in the beginning to get practice. Um, so, yeah, it's, those are the different modes with Rigger J. And, you know, there's grades in between it all. So these aren't, you know, end all be all must be this. It's just kind of a framework and it's my framework and other people's frameworks will be very different. And what I suggest overall at all times, use your words, always use your words and you clarify your wants, your needs, your boundaries. And if your partner does not, uh, ask and want to clarify them you make sure that they hear it um or walk away uh, it's a red flag if they don't want to hear it as, as far as i'm concerned so anyway i hope you guys found that a, rem a remotely interesting look into uh how i do rope and what rope is to me etc